What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the OKC82 Podcast. This is your host, Brady Trantham, alongside Miss Madison Morris, as always. And tonight we are graced by Mr. George Stoya from the OU Daily, who uh, just is gracing us gracing us with his presence tonight, uh, was in the building covering the uh, game for, what was it again? The uh, Pioneer Press. Pioneer Press. covering the Wolves tonight. So. Yeah, and you uh, you actually had a little deadline tonight. Yeah, I did. Those uh, We don't usually work on deadlines at the OU Daily. We're not big time, uh, so. <laughs> Uh, I had to work on a deadline tonight, but it was a lot of fun. It was yeah. a fun game. Yeah, it was. There was a lot. There was a lot to get into this game. There's, I'm actually kind of exhausted, Madison. Um, we kind of went into this game thinking the Thunder are either going to win this game because they are they are the better team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Minnesota coming off of firing Tom Thibodeau two days ago, right during the Thunder's loss to the Wizards. Right. Or they're going to lose, and it's going to be in the same fashion as the Wizards game, where they couldn't rebound. They played lazy defense. Nobody was hitting shots. Mm-hmm. A lot of that kind of carried over to tonight. So yeah. I'm, I'm curious, um, what's kind of the uh, worry level for you? Because, again, a lot of these symptoms uh, carried over from that Wizards loss. Yeah, so that Wizards loss was pretty tragic. But I'm not exactly worried about this team right now because I think there is a lot of season left. And I think – I don't want to, like, take the words of everybody else, but I think this is kind of like a slump. But even with – the Thunder coming out and losing tonight, it really wasn't a terrible, terrible loss because they actually played pretty well. Um, The first half of this game actually really set itself up to look a lot like the Wizards game, so I did have a little bit of concern there just because the Thunder came out pretty strong. So did the the Timberwolves tonight, though, but the Thunder did come out pretty strong, and then things just got, I don't want to say out of hand, but it definitely looked like it did on Sunday night. Uh, The Timberwolves easily picked up an 11-point lead there going in, I don't even know. I think it was like close to maybe like the middle of the second quarter. And uh, at one point they picked up a 23 point lead. So it was just, it was a little disastrous, but the Thunder actually really battled and fought hard to get back into the game. And that's what they did until uh, a little tragic mishap happened. And we shall touch on that now. Yeah, we'll get into, we'll get into Nerland's Noel a little bit later. We'll, we'll try and unpack everything from the game. But I mean, George. This is a hell of a game for you to have a (laughs) a damn deadline for because so much happened. Like, everything that could happen in a basketball game happened tonight. Yeah, I I was sweating, and I'm not going to lie. I'm I'm still sweating. Yeah, me too. I I will say I will make Thunder fans uh, feel a little bit better. I think this the feeling I got from this Minnesota team, because I was kind of hanging out with them all day. I went to shoot around this morning. Um, Obviously, they had Tom Thibodeau fired a couple days ago. This was a very motivated Timberwolves team, um, and I think that showed in their their play tonight. I mean, they drenched uh, Ryan Saunders after the game um, in the locker room. This was a very, very motivated team, and I, yes, the Thunder sucked in some areas. Um, they did not play great defense at times. Andrew Wiggins, again, has a huge night, which he's, he's just a Thunder killer, um, and so, yes, there's, there are bad things. Yes, he is, <laughs> and so... Uh, but I would also, I think you have to give some credit to the Timberwolves in the sense that they just played their asses off tonight. Um, I don't know if I can cuss on this, but I just did. Yeah, go ahead. You can. Uh, um, you guests can do whatever they want. And so, anyways, I, I would also, I, I just want to say, I think the Timberwolves played a great game too. Um, they, they were, they stayed composed after the huge, you know, uh, I think it was unintentional, the Andrew Wiggins foul. Mm. And I don't, I don't know what happened on the court. I couldn't see. I'm sitting way up here, so I have no idea what Dennis Schroeder was saying. Um, but that was pretty interesting. But they stayed composed the whole game. Um, and it was fun, back and forth at the end of the game. What more could you ask for? And, and you know, Russell gets two good looks there at the end. Um, and he's got to knock those down, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, 
kind of to what you were saying about uh, Ryan Saunders, of course, the son of the late uh, Flip Saunders, who coached uh, Minnesota to a Eastern Conference fi- or Western Conference Finals back in the Kevin Garnett days, and uh, also coached uh, the Detroit Pistons to an East- Eastern Conference Finals uh, back in the, uh, I believe it was 2006, when they lost to Dwayne Wade and Shaq in those playoffs. So um, definitely an emotional win for uh, Ryan Saunders and the Minnesota organization. Even like he even had kind of a cool thing to say pregame. See, like I'm still I'm veering off into stuff that had nothing to do with the game, but so much. But like I did I did kind of appreciate um, Eric Horn from the Oklahoma and asked uh, Ryan about like what what's it been like in these last 48 hours about like people texting you, talking to you or whatever. And he said he said kind of some normal things like people were saying congratulations, but that uh, his dad would be proud. And that was, I mean, I was standing right in front of Eric, so Ryan was kind of looking at me when he said it. So it was kind of a special moment. So you can definitely like like you said, I think you tweeted um, that you could hear the Timberwolves celebrating really loud, um, standing out waiting for them to get into the locker. Something that was also really cool, um, and then we can maybe move on because I know this is a Thunder podcast is. The, I didn't realize this, but they ran this play called 552 Twist to start the game, mm. which was Flip Saunders' favorite play. So they ran that in the first position. I thought that was pretty cool uh, that they did that to honor his dad and since it was his first head coaching gig. See, that is that, that is, is pretty really cool. cool. That's George. That's why we had you on here. You just bring <laughs> inside it, info. Bring in, bring in the fire. That. Sources. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess we'll um, – I guess before – We'll break down kind of the final few possessions of the game. That's what everyone's going to focus on. But, of course, I guess we can get into Nerland's Noel. Um, when it happened, I mean, George, you're you're a little bit closer than Madison and I. We were up in the up in Cloud City. Um, but Madison kind of had a better view of it um, than I did because I was just trying to focus on uh, find a video for me, and I'm going to just start writing the story about it. And it all happened, you know, I clearly could see that he was lying motionless on the floor. I couldn't tell if it was um, a flagrant foul or not. It was being reviewed while I was typing. And as, as soon as he went down, you could see the stretcher being pulled out from the tunnel. And you can even see, like, Russell Westbrook and Schroeder kind of uh, waving on the medical staff to come to Noel's motionless body on the floor. Um, it, it really sucked the life out of a game that had a lot of tempers flaring, mainly from mainly from the fan base because there were 53 fouls in this game. The Thunder commit 30, um, and whether or not – I mean, it's not a Thunder-Timberwolves game unless there's a zillion fouls called and everybody's, like, waiting to see the L2M the next the next morning. But um, Madison just – as soon as I saw the replay 20 minutes later after I had gotten everything written, I was kind of shocked how gruesome it looked. Like, mm-hmm. Wiggins basically tries to go up and end, end him with, a like, a poster yeah. dunk. Elbows him right in the face. Uh, it, it appeared that um, Noel lost consciousness because he kind of f- went limp and fell down to the floor, mm-hmm. didn't brace himself, and his head snapped immediately to the floor. And oh. it was just, it was just scary. Gruesome. Yeah. See, I get real, real touchy about guys. Just I don't even care how old they are. I don't care what team they play for. When you see a, a professional athlete or even a college athlete, but when you see a professional athlete go down with an injury like that. It's, it's just gruesome. It's terrifying. And it's just immediately sucks the life out of the entire arena. You could see people all over just grabbing their mouths because they were in disbelief of what, or what just happened. But they even showed Russell Westbrook. He was just bent over saying silent prayers. They had Terrence Ferguson. He just looked completely distraught. This whole team was just very shaken by this. So, um, yeah, you know, I honestly didn't see it when it first happened because, like, Brady, I kind of had my nose buried in my computer. But all of a sudden – 
I look down on the court and everyone's on their feet and you see Nerlens just laying there and his legs are fully extended. He's not moving. He has one arm above his head. And they immediately, like Brady said, they immediately motioned for the stretcher to be brought out. And that's just not really a good thing because usually it takes a little bit of time to kind of digest what just happened. But they were immediately calling for medical staff. And I think that just speaks to the severity of what happened. So um, Billy said post game that he is at OU Medical. He's being treated. He's being looked at. They don't really know anything other than that. So we don't have a lot of information to give about it. Overall, it was just a really scary thing, and uh, we're just going to have to keep Nerlens in our prayers until we find something else out. Yeah, and unless the Thunder decide to update the media on their own accord tomorrow, we're not going to get an update. The Thunder aren't practicing tomorrow. Of course, they have a weird back-to-back with San Antonio on Thursday on the road, take Friday off, and then they'll come back and play Saturday against the Spurs in Chesapeake Energy Arena. So an update on Noel probably won't be coming in the next 24 hours, probably, but... I mean, George, it was it was one of them, like, have you ever been, like, you cover OU football for OU Daily, and you're, you are just surrounded by a physical sport. I, I as a fan, I've seen a few injuries, uh, random, random little quip here, uh, what was it, 2016 OU Baylor, when uh, Baylor's quarterback, yeah. his leg just went backwards, and it was on a really gruesome injury, and both, yeah. both teams came to midfield and kind of prayed for him. Uh, over his body but I mean have you seen anything like that it was it was really scary yeah there's only so many I mean you only see so many you know injuries in your life where it just takes the breath out of the building and that was definitely one of those and then it was just really awkward I don't know if you guys felt that but like the officials I mean he's laying there not even moving and the officials are going to the board to see if he fouled uh yeah. Wiggins, which felt really awkward yeah because uh, then the fans started booing and I mean New Orleans is still laying there it's like what is going on because people are booing like usually it's just dead quiet right mm-hmm. and like, everybody's like holy crap but this was like it was it just added another thing to it with the you know refs going to the table and then then they give him a foul I, I believe it was they gave him a foul right yeah because yeah, they- I, I initially thought they were going to review if they were going to give Wiggins a flagrant because I was like he elbowed he elbowed him and I think it was was it Mello last year that got one mm-hmm. kind of like that? But, I mean, tossed. it wasn't as bad. Yeah, he got tossed for what was essentially a, a power layup attempt because this is, this is you know, They 30. need to bring back Mello. <laughs> this is 40-year-old Carmel Anthony we're talking about. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was, it was really awkward. The fans were – because even, even when a player is injured, you never really hear fan bases just boo. And they're, of course, not booing – you know anybody on the floor they're booing the officials for not calling a flagrant and I was a little shocked that nothing was it was just called um like it was on the floor just a common foul on uh, Nerlens Noel uh, Wiggins got two free throws out of it it was really awkward but um Royce Young um sitting you know much closer than we were on the floor tweeted out um during like when everybody's on the floor praying for Noel and the Timberwolves are, are at midcourt huddled up themselves Apparently, Schroeder didn't like what he heard from the Timberwolves over there because they were laughing, and Schroeder just screamed over at him and said, what are you guys laughing at? And then it boiled over, what, two minutes later, uh, Dennis Schroeder, after a Russell Westbrook layup, Dennis Schroeder kind of nudges Jeff Teague, and Jeff Teague nudges back, but then also just uses both hands and shoves him a few feet, and uh, Schroeder used some pretty good restraint. He he ran, kind of chested up to him, didn't swing, didn't punch, didn't try to escalate it any further. Just tried to um, stand up for his um, stand his ground. Uh, three technicals were assessed: one on Schroeder, two on Teague. Teague left the game. Uh, but overall, I mean, with this Noel thing, typically when you see injuries like this, you see a team either 
play inspired or play deflated. And really the game just continued as it kept as it started. You know, there were a lot of fouls. The Thunder surrendered way too many timely offensive rebounds. Uh, played good perimeter defense, except for when it basically mattered um, off of those offensive rebounds, especially in the fourth quarter. Um, I think the Timberwolves outscored the Thunder 19-12 to after the Noel injury, and of course they get the two-point victory late in the fourth. But, I mean, I, I don't know about you guys. I was a little surprised that the game just kind of continued as it began and nothing, like no team really. Mm-hmm. I thought the Thunder played hard. The yeah. entire night. Both teams but, played incredibly hard. I, I agree. I was expecting the Thunder to go on some sort of run and, you know, play for Noel or whatever you want to call it. Uh, but but they struggled. They, I mean, it almost felt like they were trying to play – this sounds really dumb, but almost play too hard. I mean, there was multiple times that Russell's, like, turning the ball over just because he's completely out of control. Um, I mean, he does that all the time, but it seemed like it happened a lot tonight. Um, but then you also have to go, you know, down the stretch – Paul George, I think I think it was like a minute left or maybe less than a minute left. He has a wide open three at the top of the key. He's got to knock that that down, and then they come down and I can't remember. I think it was the rookie for the Timberwolves that hit the three in the corner. So they had plenty of opportunities, and I thought they played hard. But but again, you're right. They probably should have gone on a run there, and I was expecting one at least. Yeah, I mean Madison, if Sacramento is a team that gets Oklahoma City to play an accelerated pace mm-hmm. of style. Like Sacramento tries to get Oklahoma City to run because Sacramento Sacramento believes that they're younger, they're quicker, yeah. so they're going to win those battles against an older Thunder team. Mm-hmm. Minnesota does the opposite. They try to ugly up the game, really get physical, really slow it down, and it seems like it always works yeah. against the Thunder. I mean, Wiggins had season high, um, 40 points in the game. It was his second highest scoring game of the year, which his first was a few weeks ago in this very building against the Oklahoma <laughs> City Thunder. So it's it's just it's shocking how these random teams are able to force the Thunder, who have played great defense throughout the entire year, despite having guys miss a few games. And you know we're not just talking about just some random guys, but Russell Westbrook, Dennis Schroeder, um, a lot of good guys have missed a good amount of games, yet they've still played um, fairly consistently according to their identity. But it's Minnesota. Minnesota just yeah. has something has something on them. I don't know really what it is that Minnesota, Minnesota has on the Thunder right now, but what they do have is some pretty incredible defense. They had this, uh, they had this little. Play, I don't know if it really even was playing, but they had something going where every time one of the Thunder guys were in the paint or kind of like right under the rim, they were being quadruple teamed, and it was like all four Minnesota players that were kind of in that area just crowded to those guys and it made guys like Steven Adams work a lot harder than maybe he usually has to. Steven Adams had a much better night tonight than he has in the past when it comes to stuff like that but uh, guys like Steven Adams, guys like Jeremy Grant, Patrick Patterson when he was in, um, even Paul George and Russ out on the perimeter they had to work a lot harder than usual just because Minnesota had some pretty good defensive tactics but I don't know what it is about Minnesota, but they are able to get the best of Oklahoma City every time they come to Chesapeake Energy Arena. And I think, you know, leaving with another two-point victory because they did defeat the Thunder 114-112 on the 23rd, and now they take it 119-117. to I think Minnesota just has something going for them where they're able to just take kind of a hard win, but it's also like a disappointing, not like disappointing as in the Thunder didn't perform well, but disappointing because you know, they had the chance to get the win, but they just weren't able to. Yeah, 
Yeah, let's uh, – anything else, George? Well, I was just going to say they also have Andrew Wiggins, who coming <laughs> into tonight. Yeah, he I, – I tweeted during the game, uh, Wiggins usurped Amon Shumpert as the Thunder Killer this year. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> coming into tonight's game, he was averaging 20.6 points a game against the Thunder. And tonight he doubled that with 40. I mean, he was incredible tonight. And, yeah, he got 18 free throws. But, man, yeah. he was getting calls. He, he was, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't like the Thunder were just straight playing bad defense on him and just being lazy with their hands and their arms and just hacking at him. Like, Wiggins was getting some calls. Yeah. And I'm going to – like, the Thunder lost this game fair and square. Um, it's, it's not mm-hmm. like those other yeah. examples uh, from last season or even the last game against Minnesota where there were some very questionable calls late in the game that could have altered it either way, swung it either way. I'm not trying to say that, but it was just odd to see Wiggins. It was like he was getting officiated according to his contract. <laughs> but, um, yeah, let's let's kind of – I guess let's just unload on the final few possessions uh, really quick in the fourth quarter. I believe the, the T-Wolves took a 106-99 lead, and it kind of looked like, okay, this that's – pretty much it then Russell and Paul lead a charge to take a one-point lead and then the the, the league kind of seesawed back and forth between each team nobody played defense down the stretch um, ultimately the Thunder give up what was it two or three offensive rebounds on one possession it and was it, three and yeah. then they fouled him and then he made one free throw and then they got another offensive rebound and then hit a corner three. So essentially four offensive rebounds on one posi- on in one sequence that led to four points and, yeah, I think at that point the, um, the T-Wolves had a five-point lead. Um, and then Russell Westbrook goes down the floor, hits a trash three, because any three that Russell makes in the, in the clutch at this point is – I'm going to say it's trash. It's pretty bad. Um, and then the Thunder make the wise choice of not fouling Tyus Jones uh, during the, um, pa- the uh, pass-in because everybody in the, uh, in the arena thought the foul was coming. And even Tyus Jones, Tyus Jones is kind of shocked that the foul didn't get called or that they weren't even trying to. He ends up um, committing a travel violation. The Thunder get 15 and a half seconds down to to tie or win the game. That's a perfect possession for this team. Everybody thought Paul George was going to get it. And uh, who wants to go? Who wants to Who wants to unload look, on Russell? Look, Russell? here's the thing. We all knew where it was going and what the shot was going to be. <laughs> Let's be honest. We've seen this a million times. We all knew it was going to be a Russell Westbrook three. He even drove it to the basket. He drove it to, He should have gone up and tried to get fouled because and, and, they probably would have called it. I think there was six or seven seconds at that point mm-hmm. left. And then, I mean, it's just – I'm speechless to this. At this point, it's so expected that, like, you can almost feel it that it's like, oh, well, yeah, the Thunder are going to lose because, you know, he's going to – pull up and I mean what's the percentage of him making that shot I want to go I wish we could go back and I'm sure there's a stat somewhere that you can go back and like mark down how many times Russell Westbrook has shot a three-pointer in clutch like a five-point or less game and missed it in under like 30 seconds 2016-17 Russ maybe but uh every before and after it's a much different story I, I mean Madison um, were you shocked? I, I mean, it was a little weird because he takes a three, misses it, drives to the basket, like George said, uh, passes it back out, or I believe Adams got the rebound. Adams got the rebound, mm-hmm. pass it back to Russ. Paul was actually kind of open. He had a little bit of wiggle room on the elbow, and Russ just had he just had the look in his eye the entire time. He he wanted to take the shot, but like George said, he had an opportunity to get fouled. It just this entire year, it just looks like Russell when it matters like in the flow of the game he'll of course attack the basket but in these possessions where you know I go back to the New Orleans game where um, the play was designed to to, uh, find Alex Sabrinas and it was a good play it was the Mm -hmm. right play 
but Russell still had an opportunity to go at Anthony Davis mm-hmm. and get fouled in a two-point game. He chose to kick it out to Alex Abrinas, but just another example of Russell. I don't know if he's lost his. I, I don't know. Like Russell is not. Don't lost say his, it, yeah, Brady. He's not don't lost. Say it. He's not <laughs> lost his confidence, but I think he's lost the confidence that he's going to get the call. Right. If that makes sense. Well, here's the thing right now. I'm thinking back to how many times the Thunder have been successful when they try to make a three-pointer to win the game. And I think the only time I can think about, correct me if I'm wrong, was Paul the Jorge. time in Brooklyn. Paul Jorge. And Paul George was able to get that last second three to push the Thunder ahead. But he tried it again in Chicago. didn't work. Alex Abrinas tried it in New Orleans. It didn't work. Russell Westbrook has tried it two or three times. didn't work. So I'm also wondering, you know, this could have been a completely different game. It would have been a longer game, and the media would not have been entirely happy. But if Paul George had made that little backwards layup, he kind of just threw up with maybe a second left on the clock. If that had gone in, it would have been tied. I even forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of just threw it up, and it kind of bricked out instead of hit the backboard and go in. But that could have been – Kendrick Perkins would have made it. (laughs) Yep. Oh yeah, I saw I saw that uh, that ten year video, and I actually forgot about it. it was at Memphis, right? I think Oklahoma City ultimately lost I can't that game. Remember. Yeah, they did. They <laughs> lost that game in overtime. <laughs> um, but but yeah, it was. I'm sure we've missed a few beats on this game because, like, like I said a thousand times on this show already, it's this so much happened in this game, and of course, you know. Everybody's thoughts and prayers are out for Nerlens Noel. I mean, sure. I mean, we're media. We're not here to like root for anybody, but um, you never want to see someone. Lame, lie motionless on the floor. Well, that we'd was, say the same thing if it was like even a player that nobody in this arena would like from a different <laughs> Draymond team. Draymond Green. I would Draymond say the Green, same. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Kevin Be- Durant. Patrick Beverly. Um, <laughs> yeah. Now Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins is probably going to get booed next. He's time probably again. he's got he's moved his way into the top ten of most hated in OKC. It's we need to make a squad of players that just want to play Oklahoma City and only Oklahoma. so Amon Shumpert, um, Contavious Caldwell Pope in the first half yes. <laughs> against the Lakers uh, the other night. Yeah, it's um, yeah. Rough, the, there right. was a lot in this game. I think we covered it all. Let's get into the questions because we actually have a few. We'll get we'll uh, we'll just kind of run right through them because a few of them a few of them obviously ask about Noel. Of course, he's at OU Medical as far as we know right now. Um, so we'll skip over those. I'll mention your name if you've asked it, but I'll just kind of read on. Um, first question, a mutual friend of all three of us, I'd say. Um, some dude named Keegan Renau. Who the hell is it? <laughs> Ke- <Just> kidding. <laughs> from Keegan Renault at Keegan Renault asks, a question for you three. Between an Apple, a Dell, or a Surface Pro laptop, which one do you think would taste the best? Oh, he's, he's taking shots way. at me. Oh, really? That's what it is, because I said I would eat my computer if uh, Kyler Murray comes back to OU. Oh, yeah. I did see that tweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll go with Adele, because that's what I'm going to have to eat. A boy can dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. OU football on the OKC82 podcast. I'm so sorry, Oklahoma State fans that listen to the show, and, and I'm also sorry, sorry my DMS. people. It's okay, Madison. Um, let's see here. Skip down. This is great podcasting. Um, Anonymous at NZWinch29 <laughs> asks, where was Ferg in the fourth quarter? Excellent defense in 4-4, four four, but Billy kept Dennis out there. That is a great question, That is actually. a <laughs> amazing question. You know, I think about that. 99 times about that. out of 100, I would defer to this question. The Thunder and Billy are always going to end games with Dennis because he's a better player scoring option he's overall a better player yes Terrence Ferguson I think at this point 
it's not that big of a hot take. He's a better defender than Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder isn't exactly known for his defense, but a lot um, of people would agree with you but, on that. But this is the one time out of a hundred that I'm kind of questioning that as well. And so much happened that I didn't even think to ask Billy about it in the, in the uh, post game presser. But yeah, this was this was by far Terrence Ferguson's best game he's played with the Thunder. And uh, some people are going to point to that Lakers game last year where he had a bunch of points in trash time. And I know there are some other games where he's probably scored a little bit more, but both sides of the floor, the guy was incredible. Well, I I think Billy, um, and you guys watch the Thunder a lot more than I do, but I think sometimes he gets caught up in his rotation and what he usually does. And so, like, on a night like tonight, why not mix it up? Schroeder's kind of been a hothead all night, and yes, he may be a better scorer, but I mean, uh, you know, Ferguson's got the hot hand. I mean, I think he was – what did he finish with? How many points four did he finish? Four of four from the three-point line, five of eight from the field. And what, how many points did he have? Fourteen. 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 So, yeah. he, so his last basket came in the third quarter? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't understand the thought process of maybe, you know, just trying to play the hot hand there at the end. And I think a lot of it's going to come down to, um, like, players like Russell, Paul, and Schroeder, guys that are going to have the ball in their hands primarily, you know, late in, in tight games – they're never going to look for a guy like Terrence Ferguson. Like the, those examples with Alex Barinas and those two missed three pointers to uh, win the games against New Orleans and uh, was it Minnesota in the first the first game? I, I think it was Minnesota. Wait, which game are you talking about? The Abri- the second Abrinas three point attempts. Oh, wait. I think it was Minnesota. The one here? Yeah, the first one. Oh, uh, yes, you're right. Yeah, um, those examples. I think that those were obviously scripted. I don't know if you're going to script something for Terrence Ferguson. I mean, I definitely know that. You're not going to – even if he's 8 for 8 from the three-point line. Um, but because of – so because of that, I think Billy just wants to have guys out there that everybody on the floor is going to trust that if they have the ball in their hands, they can make something happen. Mm-hmm. And maybe tonight that was a little bit of a mistake because of how well Terrence played. But overall, that's how the Thunder are going to ride the rest of the year into the postseason. They're going to finish a lot of these games with Dennis Schroeder. So – and um, I think it'll work, though. It, it, I mean, it has worked. Yeah. It has worked. I mean, the Thunder, they're still 10 games over 525 and 15, second or third in the West, you know, to, even with a two-game skid. Um, yeah, it, it's a little interesting. It's an interesting question for tonight, but overall, I think most most of the time, you're that's just how it's going to be, sadly. Um, let's see here. Actually, he had it out. I screwed it up. Oh, geez. <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves. Um, let's see Uh, Nick Klassen at Nick Klassen asks is this a mid-season slump or or have teams figured out how to play OKC and beat them that's also a pretty good question didn't they I mean look again I don't watch the Thunder near as many you guys are doing this every game Um, but didn't they just win three straight yeah just like two two games ago yeah. I don't think I would say I don't think it's a mid midseason slump. Yeah, in a season full of pretty impressive stretches for this team and some impressive wins, you know, you go back to that um, uh, second Golden State game where the Thunder won, uh, that Sacramento win on the road where they finally kind of got over that hump against the Kings. Um, yeah, another stretch where they win they on the road. Portland. Yeah, they went on huge. on the road in Portland for the first time in 2014. Um, I think Sunday was a letdown um, energy-wise. Um, this team played tired. They looked tired. Um, this team lost because of a few symptoms of Sunday night's loss, but I don't think energy had a little – I don't think energy had anything to do with it. This team looked ready. They played They played extremely hard, like George said. Um, it was just – it's just, you know, you're going to go through slumps like this, and the fact that it's in the, uh, the middle of the season, I, I don't really – 
think that there's that much to it. Right. And I, I mean, yeah, because they won in Los Angeles. They turned right back around, win in Portland. They do have a disappointing loss to the Wizards on Sunday, but I don't know. I, I wouldn't really call that more of like a slump. I think that's something that every team is going to have. Uh, even Golden State last year and their dominance, they had games where they lost when they shouldn't have lost. So, you know, that's just going to happen to teams. It's going to happen to the Thunder more than once this season. It's already happened more than once, and I guarantee you it's going to happen again, but I don't think that's any cause for people to panic and say that the Thunder are completely done for the season and that they're just never going to get over this. Um, I think they could even go on a surge at any time now. They might win the rest of their games. Yeah, like, who knows? So Yeah, if Kyler Murray comes back, they'll probably win a lot of their games. <laughs> um, shout out to at Amu5, asked about Noel. Um, Josh Collins, uh, at jcollins405. I'm kind of asked a similar question about Terrence Ferguson ending games. Um, I don't think Terrence is there yet. I mean, even Andre Robertson um, half the time won't finish games before his injury, and we all know how great of a defender he is. You know what this team needs that I just remembered that I was supposed to bring up earlier? Andrew Wiggins? Yes, (laughs) but Alex Abrinas. Alex Abrinas would have helped tonight. Yeah, another little odd quip I guess we can mention. Um, Earlier today, um, George, you were at a Timberwolves shoot-around. Madison and I were at Thunder shoot-around. And they let us on the floor, and the first thing that everyone's looking for is Alex Brinas, and nobody sees him. I, I didn't see him. Madison I didn't, see, didn't him. see him. Um, we talked to, I think, Paul George for like five minutes, mm-hmm. and then, all right, everybody go home. And so we left. We went back to the station at the franchise. Ten, 20 minutes later, Maddie Lee and Eric Horn tweeted out that Alex was there, was talking to Billy. So either the Thunder just straight up told the Oklahoman or they stuck, stuck around and saw Alex just kind of moseying around yeah. the courts. Um, so, yeah, Billy was kind of asked about that pregame. Still nothing really to add other than he's never not been with the team. I think mm-hmm. some people may have speculated that he has been off, has, somewhere. Has been off yeah. somewhere else, maybe went back home to Spain or wherever it, people are trying to speculate as to his status. Um, Billy said, no, he's always been with the team, but it's just a personal thing. So nothing further yeah and Billy said that Alex hasn't exactly traveled with the team but he has been here in Oklahoma City he's been checking in at practices he's been at shoot arounds just kind of with the team so I mean it's not anything that people should raise their eyebrows too much about (sighs) well I'm spent that was a lot that was a lot that game was that game was too much and I too still, much for a Tuesday. Still, it was fun, yeah. I, but I would not want to do this eight times a year. <laughs> yeah. No, it's um, it's 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 fun. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure uh, college football has its. It, yeah. It's a, <laughs> it's a pain in the butt, but uh, this is fun. This is why we do our jobs. Yeah. You, true. Anything you'd like to plug, Mr. George? Um, Pioneer Press, I guess, because uh, you guys should check it out. My story tonight uh, focused a lot on uh, Ryan Saunders, who I think is going to. I think he's going to be a good coach. I know tonight was just one little sample, um, but I think he's going to be a pretty good coach. He seems like a good guy. Um, and so check that out, and then just always follow me on Twitter. Yeah, what's the handle? At uh, George Stoya. That's S-T-O-I-A. Have you taken a uh, laying down photo? Yet? I haven't. Uh, I don't think I'm going to. I think I'm going to stick to football on that. Okay. <laughs> so. Hopefully that's not what your Twitter followers say. Stick to football. Stick to, stick to football, yeah. They probably would tell me that. People t- people tell me that my jump shot sucks, which it, which it does wholeheartedly. 
Um, I did highlight that on Twitter as well. <laughs> My apologies. <laughs> George, thank you so much, man, for uh, joining George. us, sticking around a little bit later. Yeah, no problem. I'll start coming to every game so we can do this. <laughs> the Thunder are doomed, everybody. George will now. <laughs> George, so, uh, every Thunder fan, direct your hate and vitriol to Mr. George Stoya. But, um, yeah, shout-out to George for jumping on the OKC82 podcast. Uh, shout-out to Madison for doing a great job tonight and helping out while um, everyone just kind of like, well, I was like running around with a head or chicken with its head cut off. Like I can't even talk. I'm so tired. Let's, let's you get look very tired. Let's get out of here. Everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this damn podcast. Uh, be sure to tune in to 107.7, the franchise, 107.9 Tulsa. Check us, check us out on social media, um, at the franchise. Okay. Um, at the franchise. Okay. Um, check out the franchise. for all the stories. And uh, we'll all have a lot more fun. But thank you all for the questions. Um, I'm going to just go ahead and call it. Good night, everybody.